Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, the middle of the week, August 25th. They hit uh, a couple of new records yesterday. NASDAQ, man, over 15,000. Who'd ever thought? But that and more when we get ready to join Dave here in just a minute. But before we do, let me remind you, folks, there's only one thing that any of us can control. We can't control what happens in Washington. We can't control what happens in Afghanistan. And we can't control what happens in the markets. But you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Let me encourage you to give us a call for a financial x-ray, 863-382-0037. Thanks for that. And uh, hey, looking forward to our conversation with Dave here in just a moment. FM, Phil and I were sitting here trying to determine where the records are because it was a pretty doggone good day on Wall Street yesterday. Surprisingly so, because our mornings sometimes come, kind of come with some like stinking thinking, and then we turn around and go crazy during the day. What is happening to your money? We got it all laid out for you. Now let's hit the telephones and see if I <laughs> gave Philip enough time to catch his breath. Philip Statler, good morning. Are you there? Hey, good morning, man. Yes, I am. I'm sitting here, been doing a little bit of uh, number crunching, looking at what some of the numbers are. Yesterday, man, was a. Uh, I'm going to say a great day on Wall Street as we continue to hit uh, record highs across at least two of the indexes. Yeah, it was one of those days in which you kind of like the progress that it made with the size of the progress, too. I mean, if you just look at the gains, Dow up 30.5, S&P up 6.7, NASDAQ up 77.15. It was just kind of a routine day, but the thing is we were trading off uh, records to begin with, so we end up with a new Standard & Poor's record, and uh, NASDAQ would be a record as well, I suspect, right? Yes, sir. It sure is. Both an interday and a closing record. So hit over 15,000, um, which is, you know, I'm going to just throw this out there because uh, I remember back in the, um, oh, geez, it was probably 25, 30 years ago, and they were predicting the NASDAQ would be over 30,000 um, by like 2020. So so we didn't have that kind of growth. But uh, but look, it's uh, it's substantial growth from from even a year ago. And, you know, I'll take substantial growth, especially when it comes in small increments upward, because, you know, these 200-point these gains on the Dow scare me just on the grounds that what goes up got to go down. It's still got to go down, but we, when we go up by tenth of a percent numbers each day, it feels much more secure and better, like it's uh, at least a little bit more solid. Oh, that's right. You know, incremental changes going up or incremental changes going down. We don't notice them as much, right? All of a sudden, we're at this new number. And uh, and so uh, when the market's moving up, you like that because it, it kind of gives you some stability. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the VIX goes down a little bit when we do that, too. That's that's right. That's right. It takes a while to tell you that. Uh, volatil- the days that I'm able to open up this uh, th- this little conversation with, boy, the only people that made money were the ones trading the VIX. That's kind of an indication it was a rotten day the day before. You're right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> start, start out with the uh, government data dump, and we kind of got to back up to yesterday because, for heaven's sake, what gives? We even got some good housing news, didn't we? Yeah, we really did. You know, we expected 700,000 new housing um, sales of new homes, and it came in at 708,000. That's not a big beat, but hey, it is a beat, and we will take it because that's even more than what it was last month. Last month was 701. So 708 is a good number. You take that with existing home sales beating also. Hey, that's some good news for the real estate market. 
Now, we kind of needed it after a couple of kind of housing reports that we had. That feels good. We kind of keep that uh, incremental improvement trend going this morning. Government data dump this morning. We got durable goods orders. That's the uh, stuff that lasts that factories order. It was expected to fall a little bit by about three-tenths of a percent. It did fall, but only one-tenth of a percent. So that was a beat. And the other number that we had was those same orders excluding transportation, And they were expecting a half a percent increase in that, and we got seven-tenths of a percent increase. Again, not a monster surprise, but a surprise to the pleasant side on both of those numbers. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise, which was good. I mean, my expectation was a little bit worse than yours. My guys expected about a half a percent decline in durable goods. So in in either case, a a tenth of a percent is better than, than what they expected. However, let's contrast that to last month. And, uh, and it's significantly off, right? Because last month we were actually up at nine-tenths of a percent. So um, it, it is good news when we look at expectations. Uh, which, is kind buy- of why you look, which is kind of why you look at these things as data points down the line. Up-down means net-net we, uh, we were positive for the 60-day period. That's right. Absolutely. And so those are, those are some good numbers, and we'll be happy with that. Absolutely. I t- tidbit stuff just for the sake of giggles. One of my tip sheets said, hey, Wells Fargo has raised their year-end Standard & Poor's 500 price target to 4825 That was up from their price target of 3850 given the fact we're starting the morning at 4486 Just one of those indications why you need to read more than one pundit at a time, don't you? Absolutely. So not, you know, nobody has a corner on what good news is. So you need to weigh everybody's uh, opinion and kind of look at the majority. Absolutely. I did notice yesterday, and I'm kind of throwing you a curveball because we didn't talk about it. As we looked at the thing yesterday, we had the housing report come out. and We just had a steady trend going up from about uh, 1030 or noon. And then we just, uh, was it just running out of steam because we kind of had a tail off at the end of the market? There wasn't any news during the day that uh, that would have turned the market downward in the middle of the afternoon, was there? Uh, not that I saw other than, well, that came out this morning. So, no, I, I didn't see anything that really would have affected um, the markets yesterday. I think it looked to me just by the fact that it wasn't a big knee downward. I was kind of thinking that the market kind of said, ah, we like these little incremental changes, so let's back off a little bit and kind of ran out of steam from the enthusiasm early in the afternoon. Well, yeah, and we could have had some traders that made some money, right? And they were just taking it off the market before they went home. Fair enough. As I said, it didn't look like a catastrophic event happened, but when I see that turn down, I was wondering if I'd missed something down the line. Earnings season continues. Have we got some good news from the companies that are traded on the exchanges? We do, Dave. You know, we've got um, a lot of retail coming out again today. Uh, let's start out with Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, they uh, they had a really good quarter. They they beat um, significantly, like by about forty eight cents, forty two cents a share. Came in at five fifty. Um, and so here's the deal for them. You got to like this. I'm sorry, I, I, I was reading that wrong. They actually came out with a special announced dividend. They're going to pay people $5.50 per share as a special dividend. That's That's a big number. That's a fat butt dividend. It is. And they're increasing their overall regular quarterly dividend uh, by 21%. So some good news on on the cash flow standpoint. Earnings, I misspoke a minute ago, they were expected to come in at $2.80. They came in at $5.08 a share. So 
a substantial beat for them uh, going forward. And you, you got to like their their stock is up, man. You wish you would have bought it last night before it closed because it's up thirteen and a half percent this morning. <laughs> when, when, when's the strike date on the dividend, Goody? I've got, I got to buy. I'm hoping it's after the, after this morning for the guys that are buying it now, right? Uh, that's right. You know, and the other thing is, it, it's open at, up at a new substantially higher 52-week high. The 52-week high had been 116 dollars, and right now it would open at 129. That's cool. And I consider that a good economic number because it, it, it Dick Sporting Goods qualifies as the ultimate of an elective purchase. And we expected a bump in stuff like that when the, uh, you know, when the coronavirus relief checks were coming out because people had extra money in their pocket they didn't expect. Now we're getting into the routine day-to-day, and Dick Sporting Goods is still kicking butt. That's an indication for an important sector of the economy, discretionary spending that still appears to be going strong. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, all across the board, we're gonna, you're going to see as we go through all the different retailers, um, some specialties uh, and overalls. You know, they're all doing well. Express uh, reported, and you know, they're the apparel retailer. They had a really good quarter. Um, they were expected to earn about two cents a share. I'm, I'm sorry, they're expected to lose thirty cents a share. They made two cents a share. Um, the revenue came in above expectations also so express up almost eight percent this morning wowzers now they're a little cheaper stock dave they're they're trading at like 750 780 a share right now but still eight percent is eight percent that's right you're exactly right good news there then we go to shoe carnival the shoe retailer reported a profit of a dollar 54 a share that was more than 75 cents ahead of expectations. So revenue above forecast as well. They, uh, y- you like this number, comparable sales rose 11.4% at their stores. Um, they're trading up about 4% this morning. I'm not familiar with the chain. Are they West Coast, East Coast, or no, where are they? There's, there's some here. They're sporadic. They're just not everywhere. Um, I've seen some shoe carnivals in Florida. Okay, I was, um, yeah. I was wondering if they were in freshly reopened markets or something, because that's a pretty big growth on a sundry. It, it is, and uh, and they'll open in a new 52-week high, too, at this point. Cool. Um, so you'll like this one. Well, they, they, they had a little issue, but Urban Outfitters reported. Um, they beat, too. They, they came in at $1.28 a share. Um, they were expected to come in like $0.77 cents a share. Uh, revenue was above forecast. They uh, they were really good about getting out there doing some digital stuff, which has helped them. Um, but they are they did mention in their earnings report that they are dealing with some supply chain issues, and uh, and it's it's causing them some problems in the current quarter. And so that's causing them to take a little bit of a nosedive this morning, uh, down four point three percent. A lot of their stuff is being made in Asia, which gives them some grief in terms of all those container ships we've been talking about, I'd bet. It, it, it does. Now, I want to talk about a big loser today. Okay, Not that they lost. It's something. Who? Uh, Nordstrom's. So, wow. And they beat. They beat on earnings. They beat on revenue. Um, they raised their full-year forecast, but they're getting killed today because they did a comparison of pre-pandemic second quarter to current second quarter and they haven't reached that sales volume yet they were short by about six or seven percent 
Um, and because of that, that seems to be beating them up. They're down 12.3% this morning. Good heavens. Somebody yeah. in their accounting department had a death wish at Nordstrom's. Uh, yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, the poor guys, they beat across the board. And because they weren't back up to pre-pandemic levels, they're, they're getting they're getting beat up this morning. That's just uh, that just comes across as kind of odd this morning. Uh, one, one of the things I learned when I worked in publicly traded stock companies is you don't give information you don't have to give that doesn't help you. No, that's true. And it could be the analysts weighed in on that. I, I don't know that. The, uh, you know how they obtain that information but definitely not not uh, not something people like oh good lord well, let's reset the table for the morning it was an incremental increase yesterday on wall street with two new records set with a tenth of a percent increase when you set a new record you know you're solidly in the nosebleed territory 45 minutes before we opened this morning philip what are we looking at you know, we're pretty much even. We do have a tinge of green. It was a tinge of red when you and I first started speaking. Um, so we got the Dow up ten dollars. We got the S and P five hundred up a uh, dollar seventy. Nasdaq's up eight dollars. You know, basically, it's it's who knows how it's going to open the day. On the commodities front, we got silver trading down about two tenths of a percent. Gold slipped down below eighteen hundred uh, to seventeen ninety eight an ounce. That's down about six tenths. Crude oil ended up up yesterday substantially because it was 66 and some change when we talked yesterday. It's up to 68.03 right now, and that's three quarters of a percent above where it closed yesterday. Oh, poop. I noticed that the Brent crude oil is up above $71 to the premium priced stuff. I'm starting to see a trend here. How about you? Yeah, I'm thinking I wouldn't be surprised on Monday if we're not back up over 70. Yeah, I should have gassed up earlier this week. Uh, world markets mixed bag around the Asian rim. Chinese composite was up by a bit. Now, Japan had some issues. It was a mixed bag over there. Europe is also mixed just a little bit either side of the zero mark halfway through their day. I can't say there's any kind of a trend there at all. Philip, getting stability and predictability in your retirement portfolio is even more important when the stocks are in nosebleed territory to begin with. How do I find you to avoid that inevitable fall? Dave, give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And every time in its entirety on News Talk, 730 this time. For those of you that were up at 6 o'clock on Saturday last week, you'll understand what I mean, right? That's right. <laughs> we'll get our timers right this week. Uh, see you tomorrow, Philip. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week is going well. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Remember, we're here as a resource. Anything doing with retirement income planning, your 401k, anything we can help you with there, give us a call. Love to sit down with you and help you through that process. Hey, take care until tomorrow. Bye now.